This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Michael Keaton is in talks to play Batman again. Geek Boner. We remember the career and contributions of legendary Batman writer Dennis O'Neill and director Joel Schumacher. We take a look at the new direction for the DC animated universe in the form of a new trailer for Superman Man of Tomorrow and AMC Theater's flip-flops on its mask policy. Plus a spoiler review of the King of Staten Island, the Jock and Nerd as women, thanks to the Face app and a whole bunch more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, June 25th, 2020. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the. Uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says the Jock and Nerd Podcast, known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon. Huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Chop it. Be nerded. Be funny. Disturb it. Chop it. Be nerded. Spoiler alert. What's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, the internet's favorite puppet, uh, the king of Felty Island himself. It's an island of one. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Yes, I too have Crohn's disease. <laughs> Do you really? I haven't of... shit for a week. Yes, I bet. Uh, you know, I buy that. I know. I feel like a shit is coming. Oh boy! All right, maybe we... sooner than later. Well, just you know, raise the alarms when you gotta go. We'll pause. It's fine. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> nature, you can't stop nature. Anthony, how you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, good. Okay, I don't. I don't have Crohn's disease, no? nor do I have poo eyes like uh, Mr. Pete. Yeah, Davidson. Mr. Pete Davidson. No, <laughs> I mean, whole eyes. Look, I have a... That's what Barstool said Damn. about him one time. <laughs> He's got raccoon eyes. The poor guy. Yeah. They, they said he had it, and yeah. then. Ariana Grande defended him and said he had Crohn's disease. And then I don't know if this is true or not. That's what he said. Yeah. Barstool said, well, this isn't a symptom of Crohn's disease. That, but, but he uh, said it know. was a symptom. Look, I can relate. I have an autoimmune disorder, the vitiligo. I've got to run from the COVID wherever I butthole go. Butthole eyes is what they said. The the vitiligo <laughs> gives me the opposite of butthole eyes. They just bulge out. No, I don't know. It just makes you white. Uh, look, before we start the show, I want to uh, tell you guys something exciting. I've added some functionality to the podcast listening experience here. Oh, shit. In the form of something called... Smell-o-vision? It's not. Can you smell that? Oh, shit. I thought I turned that off. Felty-vision. Uh, I'm sorry. Felty-vision would be great. Or it just feels like felt in your ears, like Q-tips. That's in my tongue. That's it. It's just like Rugby's tongue. No, it's neither of those things. It's called Podcast Chapters. This is nothing new. It's been around for like ever. I've just been too fucking lazy and five years in. I've seen some other podcasts use it and I thought it was very helpful and useful. And I tested it out in the last episode. So if, I don't know if I probably nobody noticed. But uh, if what this does is uh, we can I can set markers at segment topics and at the beginning it's segments so you can skip through topic by topic segment by segment through the show 
You right? should just announce that you can skip stuff at the beginning of the show. Now. Well, look, I'm no look, but uh, for example, you you know, some people there's we do spoiler movie reviews, and some people haven't seen the movie. But now it's easy to just skip past the review and get to. How does this work? Then all you do is you hit the next and back button in your podcast app. It works in most podcast apps. I've tested it in Apple Podcast, and I use Downcast. So you'll see little chapter little darts on the timeline. And you can skip back and forth to segments. Not only that, I can change the image that is shown in the podcast art. Oh, shit. Oh, so, more work for you. Yes, it is it is a little bit more work, but I kind of think it's a really nice experience. Because now if we're talking about something. I could say look at your podcast app. One caveat, unfortunately, it does not work in Spotify. Well, that sucks. But like, can you do this? Can you just make it skip to whenever I talk? I could do that. That's a <laughs> lot of uh, work there. If the, people want that, write in. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I think that that'd be great. So look, for example, right now, listener, if you look at your podcast app, this is how you know it works. The title should say something like, now with podcast chapters, instead of the title of the show, it'll switch. And the image should be a picture of Anthony and myself as women. <laughs> yes, Anthony, can you explain if you were in our Facebook group, you see these, Anthony, the face yes. app has been very trendy this week. Where did this start? Why did you do this? And why is it so disturbing? Well, I've had the face app, but actually it arose. I I gained a new awareness of it in our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation, which you can join and uh, be a part of all the, our friendly banter. Only if you answer the questions, though. We have a really Not strict an administrator named yes. uh, John Bellotti Jr., Robo7.com. Anyways, so this face app, basically I saw it because it turned NFL quarterbacks or NFL players into women. Those are amazing. And it looked great. And I had the face app, so I I hadn't used it in a while, and I thought it was shitty kind of when I first had it. So I pulled it back up, and then I just started playing around with different faces, and (laughs) it's really fucking uncanny what it does to making men into women and women into men it it seems to have a bias though oh yeah in that yeah in that i think most of the time it may, not most of the time but it often makes the men into women and the women the men men looking like women actually look pretty good it's amazing whereas the women look going into men i don't know what the reverse why it when it reverses it doesn't look as good i still it looks fucking real yeah but it it, it, it works good. better one way. The technology men is are amazing. uglier than women. That's, basically, that's, that's, that's all we need. That's, that's what all it is. is. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess when you doll up a man and make him into a woman, they he looks. So good. I'm looking at these pictures. Yes. Tell what are you, what are your first thoughts? The I listener just, can first see. First of all, you both look pretty cute. Yes, we yes. make attractive women. Like, oh, I, shit. I, I would probably do both of you. <laughs> I would hit right? both but, of those lovely ladies. I'm but, looking at um, right now. Yes. But now I think that I've seen you with long hair. So I don't think it's a matter of Who, you me, with long hair. To, yes. Yeah, Imran, I've seen yeah. you with long hair. I don't think it really looked as cute as this girl. Did. <laughs> so, I was, but now yes. this one that's Anthony looks yes. a lot like Anthony with long hair. Yes. So I want Anthony to grow long hair now. <laughs> it's I like I, I've been playing like. with this Anthony. app. Yeah, and you can my that picture that you guys are seeing is me kind of without makeup, maybe yeah. a little lip gloss, yeah. but you can throw on some makeup. You can. And and I swear to God to you, I posted it in the group. I feel like I look like in, like Jessica Alba in one of them. What? Yeah. Get the fuck out you of here. You did look like Jessica Alba, it, and it super confused me. Let me tell you. <laughs> this is very disturbing, confusing it's feeling. Now, disturbing. this is the rabbit hole I want to get down here. Because I, look, I, I tried my puppet face. It doesn't work on Felties, unfortunately. It doesn't work I'm on sorry, Felties. But so I, I'm, like, already against this app from, for just on the Felty principle. You just have to wear a wig, rugs and you take a picture. It's the same thing. 
you know. Yeah. But so I, it doesn't work for me. But like, um, I'm talking about like, you know, especially now during the COVID, no one's getting out there. Yeah. And everyone's doing the online dating. Yeah. Are you afraid that people are face apping oh. themselves for these uh, dating apps? This, this is, is a good point. This is an amazing catfish tool. You got to be careful. It is because there is a paid version where you get a lot more features. And I'm not on the paid version yet, but it really can enhance how you look and make you look Hollywood or glam you up or kind of. And then you put that up as a profile shave, photo. Yeah, just give you a little shadow to make you make your face and jawline a little oh, more structured. No. Opens up your eye. I've seen what it does. It opens up your eyes if you want to look like look a little prettier. So yeah, you can get definitely catfish. Uh, you got to be careful, people. Anthony, very attractive woman. I look like if Michael Jackson got chubby. Son. Oh, shit. a little bit. <laughs> I also, not as bad. You have a, not as bad a nose, though. I look like one of my fucking cousins, which is you, crazy. You good. And then, if, I, and, I'm, and I'm surprised. <laughs> I never would ever fuck? say to you, "You look good." Get the fuck I out mean, of here. His skin is glowing. My skin yeah. is amazing in this. They have shaped my eyebrows. And if you darken that photo and do brown face, which of course nobody wants that, but <laughs> uh, you know, technically, I can do that because I am brown. It would look like my sister a little bit. But that's mm. a cute. She cute though. I, I, I would say I've gotten really I've played around with a lot of different faces, but especially looking at my face as a woman. Yeah. I, I look at myself and go, wow, like <laughs> this is who I, I want to date. Yes. This is who I would want to be. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and then people are like, are, are you going to start buying makeup? I'm like, I'm thinking about it. You know it. what's funny? You said that <laughs> total sidebar. Have you noticed? I've noticed this thing happen. People, a lot of people, couples end up meeting people, marrying people that look just like them. Have you noticed that? I do. I, I, do, I have noticed. Yeah, right? It's, I have a couple friends yeah, that, they, can, that are married to someone that looks like their sister. Yes. What the fuck is this? What? Oh, shit. It's, but you're attracted to someone that looks like you. I think that's just our, in our human nature. It's very weird. Anyways. Well done, Anthony. Good work with the technology. You're welcome. Yes. Let's get to the news <laughs> so I can just wipe this image from my mind. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Is this a new chapter? This would be a new chapter. Luckily, the image is flipped. and uh, we're, You don't have to look at us anymore. You don't have to look at our face. I'm going to change the image to Batman because we got a lot of huge Batman news that broke this week. Possibly the biggest thing. I really want to know what you guys think. Um, after 31 years, after... Michael Keaton donning the Batman suit. He is in talks to return to play Batman again for the Flash movie. Geek boner. Oh, shit. This was first broken uh, by the rap as a rumor, but now all the Hollywood trades have backed it up. And I, I, I think like this is hyperbole. I think it's a done deal because the title of the show, I just put Michael Keaton back as Batman. I'm just considering it. It happens, but I think he might be back as Bruce Wayne. He'll be back as Bruce, Old Bruce yes, Wayne, but the Bruce Wayne from the Tim Burton universe of movies. But he's not Batman. Well, in he's costume. he's not going to be Batman costume, but he'll think about like a Batman Beyond, like he will be a mentor. But he's still Bruce Wayne. He'll be Bruce Wayne. Batman. I mean, it's amazing from this guy. To, well, he's regardless, he's back. He's, ba he's yeah. back from Batman to Birdman, back to fucking Batman to the Vulture. And like he's the vulture and he's the Batman. Uh, so, the, you know, the details are this is for the Flash movie that's going to be directed by Andy Machete. That's gone through several dozen writers and directors. And I don't even know if this movie's happening, but they better make it now. And they're trying to do a Flashpoint kind of multiverse thing here. Um, first of all, Anthony, are you excited? Who's excited? How excited are you? I'm excited to see him back as Bruce Wayne. It's amazing. You, I like that you answered your own question. I did. <laughs> Am I excited? 
I, this Flash movie has been in the works for so long. I know. That I'm not necessarily excited, but it, it is kind of intriguing that they're incorporating the that universe. Yes. And I guess at this point, their whole extended universe, they don't really... They're just do each movie's kind of doing what they want, and with the Flash, you can kind of already do the time travel and the alternate universes. So, hell, why not? Well, let's bring in Michael Keaton and in, in, into the Flash movie. I think by doing this, this has already increased any interest that was in this Flash movie. Yes, no one was. Yes. No one was talking I about. I think this is Ezra how Miller. you get people. Is Ezra Miller going to be Ezra Miller still attached to play Barry okay. Allen? But this is how you going to get people to see this Flash movie. Also, sources tell THR that. Uh, he's gonna. He's there for possibly several other DC-oriented films, being envisioned as a role similar to Sam Jackson's Nick Fury in the MCU, hmm. possibly leading to a Batman Beyond type movie with Batgirl, maybe even directed by Tim Burton. Oh, would be interesting, amazing. But rugs. Uh, this is clearly the DC movies now are established. I think this is smart. I think I feel like somebody has a plan. This is a multiverse. The Joker movie is in its own universe. This Matt Reeves Batman trilogy, like he can set it up in its own multiverse, doesn't have to fuck with anything else. And now you have Bruce Wayne joining this multiverse where the Flash lives. I mean, it would be cool if they didn't retcon it and they had this plan from the beginning and they said, well, we have this character called the Flash yeah, and he can go through all different multiverses but i mean this is the bridge to do that so okay let's go with that shit let's see what happens it might be a good idea because this way they can keep all of the toys that they have and they don't have to give anything up exactly everything still exists in canon ben affleck batman all the batman all they got two people playing flash running around they've already established this and i'm kind of on the cw uh, crossover. Yeah, where it's sloppy, but I mean, sl- but they they show people you- seem to not give a shit because they watch that garbage. No, and they that 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 crossover established. Uh, Alexander Wool was in there as uh, as Knox from Batman eighty nine. There was a Batman eighty nine universe. So it just it just goes to show that if you just fuck up enough, like DC <laughs> does with the comics, yes. people will just get used to it and not expect anything to make sense and be like, all right, uh, it's fucked up anyway. Exactly. Let's do it in They're the like, TV whatever. shows. Yes. Let's do it in the movies now. Let's fuck it up all over the place. Look, at least there's some kind of plan, and they're like, they're they're like, this is the direction where everything is. It's they're leaning thing. into how shitty DC is. Yeah, with continuity. Because I think this is going to be the Batman that's going to be in the Justice League movies with your Gal Gadot and uh and uh the Aqua. Man, what's his name? Uh, Jason Momoa. I don't know if ba- the Bat Reeves Batman would be the right Batman to throw into a Justice League movie. They're going to make a Justice League movie. Now you can have older Bruce Wayne as a mentor in a cameo or whatever. So how does this fit in with the Pat Battinson? So I think Battinson is in his own multiverse world. Hmm. So he no, can- I think he's definitely can be included. They're just probably not going to go there. I think they they'd have to pop him into the universe. Just tangentially, it, yes, yes, this is yeah. part of the multiverse. Yeah. But they're probably not going to include him in in this main kind of fun bouncing around thing where they're going to fuck fucking probably swap stuff in and out. There, you know, there was an idea. I think Movie Bob came up with it. But the way to make the Flash movie awesome, and it's, I mean, this is already kind of a step that way, yeah. is just bounce around all the different DC movies yeah. that were made. Yeah, if anyone Flash is Good Flash yeah. is the guy that can do it. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how you go to the Christopher Reeve Superman, but 
Bounce around Dude, all this shit. Computers, you could do a CG, CG one. Yeah. Easily, easily CG. But you can have Brandon Ruth come in as Superman again. Like all, basically this move says that all these characters exist in this multi DC well, multi. be carrying the torch for Reeves then. Because he's in that continuity. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you could do Brandon. You would be Brandon Ruth around. as the Christopher Reeve because he's he is. You that. could even do um, that Birds of Prey Fox show that only Rugboy. Oh, watched. right. You could bring in. They were and they were in the crossover on TV. Like they had one one <laughs> yeah, uh, cameo. So if bring back the um the guy that played Robin. Yeah. Bert, Bert Ward. Ward was Bert also Ward. walking a dog in the crossover. We saw him. He's nice and portly. Uh, but they, they need to do it. If they're going to do it, they need to do it better. And I think this is going to be a loose adaptation of Flashpoint. If you don't know the story, the Flash goes back in time, stops his mother from being murdered, and it changes everything in the present, causing Tom Bruce Wayne actually dies. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, and we saw Thomas Wayne played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But I don't think they're doing that. They 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 another guy confirmed that he's playing a much older Bruce Wayne from the Burton Wars. Not Thomas Wayne. There is no Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman in The Flash. I think they've passed that idea. So they're just going to fuck with The Flashpoint. I think they're just using the idea Flashpoint as a catalyst. Yes, which uh, it needs to be done to fucking clean up some of this shit. And uh, it's very exciting. And just to see fucking Keaton there with Ezra Miller as an old. I want to see a Batman Beyond type. I want it to lead to a Batman Beyond type like, movie. I feel like that they've in the writer's room. They were all sitting there, all the suits and all the producers. Like, what can we there. do? And then a guy, this guy said this. Listen, let's use the Flashpoint to just be able to do whatever we want. And they're like, no, nope, we can't do that. Marvel's not doing that. Yeah. And then they just fucked up so much. Like, yeah, hey, let's go back to that idea that you had <laughs> uh, that was uh, so crazy. It's a nice counter to the MCU where all the stories are interwoven. It's one timeline here. Everything is like just multiverse, just fucking have fun, do whatever you want. It all exists in canon in its own little fucking pocket universe. I mean, that's what they need to do, yeah. I think, because they tried the Marvel thing. I mean, these are all still connected, yeah. but they tried the Marvel thing. It didn't of, work. It, it didn't work. Yeah. So now, you know what? Each director, come up with a crazy idea, put it on screen, and let's see what happens. You think they're going to be able to pull off explaining this to, to Joe Schmo? That's a good question. Schmo? How do you make this palatable to like a general audience? I mean, a whole generation of fans have probably never even seen Batman. Yeah, uh, with it, Tim Burton. Probably so. Uh, Into the Spider Verse kind of did it well and introduced the multiverse and explained it. That can be done. You just need good writing. We got to handle it well. Hmm. You're good writing. I'm not good writing. I'm a cute girl, though. It's very disturbing. You are. It's very weird. <laughs> Listener, let us know how excited you are for Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Join our Facebook group. Anthony mentioned it earlier. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's exclusive. It's closed just for our listeners. Everyone hangs out there. A lot of fun. Or you can send us an email, show at jockandnerd.com, and we will share your comment on the air. I want to move from happy Batman news to some sad Batman news. Uh, there was two... Batman related sad man news. sad man news two Batman related creative individuals passed away uh, this week and last week first last week June 11th rest in peace to Denny O'Neill legendary comic book writer uh, passed away at 81 and this guy is largely to can take credit for making DC relevant and where it is today rugs what can you tell us about Denny O'Neill Philly I just remember him uh, the editorial page at the end of every Batman book and uh, him kind of responding to reader questions or yeah, having, yeah. or having his like editorial 
whatever he wrote about the state of comic books or state of Batman. And I just remember that, like, and like, you know, any documentary on Batman he's in. Yeah. So he's always a presence. Uh, I don't know that much about him other than that. Um, well, I could tell you a couple of things. Anthony, hey, do, you, do you know anything about Danny O'Neill? Yeah. He wrote some Batman. Yeah. Comics. He wrote, well, he did more than that, but so first thing was he was the guy to get Batman comics away from camp and and make it more socially relevant. Him and Neil Adams added social commentary to DC Comics, something that Marvel had been doing for years. In the 70s. In the 70s through the 80s, yeah. And then yeah. that's how, from there we get Frank Frank Miller's Dark Knight. But he, and those stories, if you find 70s Batman comics, they're really good. They're like great detective action, dark stories. Also, they had a great run. He had a great run on Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Uh, with uh, Neil Adams of also uh, where they dealt with a lot of social issues. He created Raz al Ghul, Tali al Ghul. He also wrote for Marvel. Uh, you can listen to fat man on Batman. They just put out uh, like a three hour show with three separate interviews uh, that he had him on years ago, which is really good. But the guy uh, had a huge impact on where DC comics went from then to now. So check out some Denny O'Neill stories. And then the other guy passed away this week. Also at age 80, uh, filmmaker, director, Joel Schumacher, uh, maybe, I don't know, best known, I guess best known for putting nipples on the bat suit and kind of killing yeah. the franchise, yeah. but he did a Will lot of other nipples movies. on his coffin. Is that the question? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh shit. That would be hilarious though. Um, thoughts on, uh, Joel Schumacher, Anthony, you know, this guy. I did. Now I, I wasn't a big fan of his films as an adult, as a kid. Yeah. Weren't the worst thing in the world. So, have you watched any other movies besides his Batman movies? Uh, I th- a Time to Kill. Yeah, okay. Time okay. to Kill. Yep. Um, I was in between the two movies. Yeah, that was. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm looking at his movies now. So he. I mean, because you know, I'm, bef- I'm basically Roman. Plans, I mean, you're the, so. you're a film critic. You're a, yeah. So. Uh, so eight millimeter was a crazy like a view on snuff films. He did flawless Tigerland phone booth with Colin Farrell stuck at a phone booth. That wasn't bad. Oh, I saw that one. I like flatliners back in the day with a bunch of young Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, St. Elmo's fire. So he had huge movies in the eighties, the lost boys, St. Elmo's fire and DC cab, the incredible shrinking woman, kind of a, a wide range. All over and the one of my favorite movies, rugs, he directed falling down, Great movie. It's a fucking great movie. Still holds up. And The Client, also another great movie. I remember him from Flatliners. Yeah. That was a early Julia Roberts film, if I believe. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. And uh, let's see. Um, you know, he wrote The Wiz, the screenplay for The Wiz. He wrote he, The Wiz. He wrote The Wiz. It's crazy. And uh, The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Yeah. And Lost uh, Boys. Dying Young, which is, uh, is that, uh, who, who's in that? That's, I think uh, that's Julia Roberts also. Roberts again. Yeah. yeah. So he, he kind of helped Julia Roberts yeah. get uh, started. Yep. And uh, Phantom of the Opera is, uh, I like musicals sometimes. I've never, I haven't seen this Phantom and of the I, Opera it, from 2004. It's, uh, it's Leonidas from 300 trying to sing. Oh, shit. It's great. Is he good? Did they dub his voice over? I, I don't remember. <laughs> but I just remember uh, it's the first, he discovered, um, that girl that's that plays Fiona in um, what's her name in Shameless? Yeah, Emmy Rossum. Yeah, Emmy Rossum. Ah, he discovered her. Really? So she was like no one, and she's like she's like Mini Angelina Jolie. Seal said that because of him that his song "Kiss from a Rose" was was huge. He helped that song get right. big, also, which he kind of did. 
But look, those two Batman movies, you know, they're fucking fun, campy. He knew they were shitty movies. He was doing what they told him. Sell some toys. But the guy was more he was a quite a good uh director. I I yeah, I think looking at this yeah, I mean, there's a couple of classics yeah, in it. I mean, yeah. Lost Boys. The Lost Boys is classic cinema. So it's saying almost you know, fire. Time to Kill, the yeah. great movie. Yeah. Flyliners, so, I thought was good too. He he could do a lot of good. He could, you know, Keith Sutherland, two movies. So yeah. like, he he kind of launched him too. So like, yeah, he was definitely a a good director. For some reason, he decided to do the camp thing, uh, thinking that the '60s that everybody was trying to get away from. Right. Because he just took it back there. Yeah, it's like. What happened was this is this is how it went. It's like Batman started out as this very serious noir thing, and then in the '60s it was like let's make everything for kids. Yeah, and they kiddied it up a lot, and they made it like oh, like whatever and campy. And then you know Denny O'Neill and and Frank Miller brought it back yep. to like how yep. back to form, and that's when he got popular again. Yep, yep. I think he was silly. Batman was silly for a long time. Yeah. Finally, they found like what really made him work, and uh, he just went back to that thing, and he, it, it kind of was retrograde, if you ask. Me. It is weird because then Burton gives you this like gothic dark two movies, and then he just takes it right. I mean, back. there's camp in that too. There's camp, but definitely it's cartoony too. But like, I think that he just walked the line a little better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, you know, Burton was one to bringing the camp back, but. It was just there was a darkness and there was a gloominess and there, it was just so artsy. And even though this was kind of artsy too in in its own way, it was kind of garish and over overdone. Yeah. So the style was in Jim Carrey. Everything was over the top. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey in that movie though. It was so, so over crazy. the top. It's a kids movie, yeah. Basically, yeah. And then the uh, George Clooney one was horrible. <laughs> I still think. <laughs> Batman and Robin should have been the third one, and the fourth one should have been Batman forever. Get it? Like, why would you? Right. How, it's right there. Right. How do you fuck that up? It's funny that the fourth one was called Batman and Robin, but he had already debuted in the third one. Yes. And the fourth one was the debut of Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. It's called Batman and it makes Robin. Makes no sense. Women would be very upset yes. if this came out. That's right. Whereas it should be Batgirl and Batman and Robin. Right. Little representation. So just call it Batgirl. Probably the worst Batgirl I've ever seen. Yes, yeah, it's pretty bad. What, what was that? Uh, Alicia, Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, I had a big crush on her in Clueless. I did too. Yeah, she was. Uh, I was very excited as a kid to see her as Batgirl. Yeah, and then disappointed. I think that <laughs> she was just the wrong person to be. Batgirl. Yeah, they need to still. I mean, I hope they're still going to make a Batgirl movie. They pick a good person. I think it could be amazing. But rest in peace, Joel Schumacher, Danny and Earl. Thanks for everything you've given us. You've given us a lot of great entertainment. I like forever for what it is. I just didn't like the end where they make Batman in a stupid, weird costume. Like, what is that? The silver? Yeah. Was, oh yeah. That's yeah. Sell more toys. Costume. With, yeah. That was the yeah. Val Kilmer one. Val Kilmer wasn't bad. Wasn't was bad. A, he was a decent Batman. He was decent, say. but at least it didn't have a credit card. Like in the fourth argument. Come on. Yeah. He had the butt zipper though. Batman. He had what? The butt zipper. He did have a butt zipper. Those suits Which makes sense, but it's yeah. they're so ridiculous. Uh, what? A uh, couple more DC my butt. DC news bits. There's a rumor Ryan Reynolds may return what? as Green Lantern for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh shit! In a cameo, and but uh, rugs. You know who this rumor is from? I don't know how good the source is. Our uh, everybody's favorite reviewer, Grace Randolph. Oh. She tweeted, now that I've heard it from a second source, it seems word is indeed getting out, so I can confirm 
the Snyder Cut cameo I've been teasing is indeed Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern. On one hand, that's hilarious. I would laugh. I think uh, they, I don't know. You can't really bet on her. So yeah, it's Grace Randall. Well, I'll comment on yeah. if it's real yeah. or not. Yeah. If if it is actually real, yeah. that Green Lantern movie is terrible. <laughs> yes, but Ryan Reynolds is a pretty hot actor. Yeah, and I I don't know why they made him act in that way. Maybe it's his own acting chops, or maybe it was just a script. But I wouldn't be opposed to Ryan Reynolds giving another go to Green Lantern, as bad as that movie was. He's kind of like Hal Jordan. Yes. He He's cocky, kind of. confident. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, the reason I think that movie failed because they made, instead of making him like cocky and confident, they made him basically into Peter Parker, where he was like super doubtful right. about everything he That's could do. That's right. Yeah. But uh, Hal Jordan's never like always been very like willing to embrace that responsibility and almost be kind of like Harrison Ford in in Indiana Jones or like a Han Solo type. You know that a lot of that character uh, of Hal Jordan being kind of a rebel and the way he is in the green it comes from Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams' run on Green Air and Green Lantern. Green they started that his journey uh, way back in the eighties or whenever that was. So I think that'd be a, a decent selling point for the ca- the um the Justice League. Where would this cameo be though? I guess would you? Because remember that scene with Alfred and he was it was initially he was like I was I've been waiting I thought you would come and you saw a green light right. in his glasses like was that supposed to be mm. a lantern you could just cut in fucking Ryan Reynolds? That's probably not going to happen. But I thought it was funny. It's Grace Randolph. Uh, she has she rugs has she got anything right ever? Do you know? Do you remember? Um, small things. Okay. Not anything major. Nothing major. Uh, more DC goodness. Did you guys watch this trailer for the new DC animated? Okay. It's called. Did Rugs? Rugs, did you watch this? Yeah. I think he did. Superman, Man of well, Tomorrow. He said he did, so you don't have to think. Uh, but I still think he did. Wait. No, did I know. I did. did. You don't have to think. He did. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I don't have to think. <laughs> uh, that's always great. Lame. Uh, this is. So we reviewed. Justice League Apocalypse War, which is kind of the end of that iteration of the DC animated universe with all the... You're saying this isn't the end. This this is a reboot. This is what they're going to now. And clearly the animation style is different. It's, you know, it's setting it apart. If you notice, some of the the guys have a thick black outline, the characters around things. It's it's more similar to the old Justice League cartoon. A little bit, yeah. It looks like Archer or something. Or a little bit like Archer. It's like <laughs> almost like flash cell shaded stuff. Yeah, I don't like it. So Ruggs doesn't like it. This is a weird, it's kind of a different interpretation where he's he's not Superman yet, but he's an adult and he's an intern for the Daily Planet. Uh, and Lobo's in this and Martian Manhunter's in this and uh, Parasite. And then he has to become Superman, the man of tomorrow. This is a weird interpretation, but... Uh, I know rugs. What bothers you about this? What don't you like? Everything. Okay. <laughs> I feel like okay. You want to do a Lobo movie? Great. Let's not do an origin with Lobo in it. That's stupid. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I I think I don't think he needs all these other people. Like, can't we just get a Superman movie? Like, would just focus on fucking Superman? But do you want it? Do you want a Superman origin again? 
This is well. It's it's sort of a, a, a subtle origin. It's like a light origin. I don't know. Is it an origin? I guess. Do you it need is. it? Uh, do you need it at this point? I don't know. But if they want to restart, no, this we universe, don't need it. We don't need, we don't need it. <laughs> Number two, we don't need his origin to be intertwined with Lobo's origin, like coming into the. It's just a dumb. It just seems like we're doing like let's do a cross promotion thing. We'll we'll launch Lobo with this movie and you know whatever, and we'll put him into this origin movie of superman it just doesn't make sense i don't i don't i mean i like I think it's good i like seeing lobo but i do agree like he i don't I think that some of here. the stuff that i saw was very retconned and completely like instead of trying to like boil the essence down of superman you yeah. relaunch superman yeah. boil the essence down yeah. modernize it you know use what you you've learned about the characters to, to enhance the characters you're just doing whatever and i just hate that it just to me it always seems like so lazy and just so stupid instead of actually like being somewhat, somewhat like risk averse yeah. in a way. I don't know. How, Anthony, how did this uh, take on Superman hit you? You know, the animation is a little, it was a little jarring at first just because it looks so simplistic in yeah, comparison to what we've seen. Yeah. I kind of like that Superman is kind of back to, being the goody two shoes type because i know in the previous universe they started him out as kind of being this younger rebel yeah or not rebel but more like that was the new 52 he just had a more aggressive attitude so i like that that's true yes i do agree i I was kind of thrown off right away that when i saw lobo i was like lobo what the hell lobo in in a superman movie as an origin is kind of strange the martian manhunter thing i didn't mind so much I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag for me as far yeah. as what they're doing. I, I do like to the do direction. too much, right? Yeah, it seems like they're kind of with with Lobo and the the weird alien who I don't know who the name of it, and then Martian par- Manhunter. <coughs> Parasite. Is that Parasite? Okay. Yeah. So that and then you're in origin and you're kickstarting the new universe. It seemed like they're they're it's kind of lot. biting off a lot with with the new animation. I don't know, and and it's connected to the old universe. How do, you, uh, how do you know that? I, no, it's not connected. This is like the new direction of these movies will all exist in this new See, I, thing. They, they should have figured out a way to use this as a genesis for the new universe and kind of set things right. And I think they tried to do that with Justice League War, but they rushed it too much. Yeah. Where, and that, that was like a soft Superman origin or whatever. But like um, you tell Superman's story and then him being a Superman, like now affects the rest of the world, and then you know Batman arises, and then all the other the other superpowered beings start to now inhabit the world. Like he was the first, and right, then all of a sudden, right. all and and that's cool. But like you throw Lobo in there, and it just seems ridiculous. It should be like a little <laughs> bit more. It just should seem more organic to how the Justice League actually formed. And all of that stuff, like in all these, in how all these things kind of started to manifest. I like the animation a little bit, but what you're saying reminds me of something that did it better, which you talked about last week, Superman Red Sun that I watched this week and they do exactly that. It's very good. I really it's very good. Yeah. I wish there was a regular Superman movie that good. that does that. Yes. This is an Elseworld Superman landed in Russia tale that's done better than like a straight Superman story. So I appreciate that. This will come out summer 2020. Uh, definitely looking forward to checking this out. Switching to just a little bit of Marvel news. The Marvel Avengers video game 
also coming out later, September 2020, I think. Uh, and they put out a couple of uh, more gameplay trailers and story trailers. One highlighting Kamala Khan that you can play. And you are Kamala Khan. I am Kamala Khan. You're Ms. Marvel. I am, and especially in that fucking face app picture. I'm totally Ms. Marvel. Uh, oh, no. But uh, also, Modok is like the bad guy. Modok is going to be in there. But I thought this was huge, Rugs. Tell me if this is a big thing. You're our video game resident video game expert. The Avengers is going to be released on PS4 and Xbox One this September. But when PS5 and Xbox Series X comes out, people who bought it on the PS4 will be able to get it for free. Oh, shit. Not only that, the save files will transfer between the two versions and you'll be able to cross play between uh the the two versions so ps5 before crossplay is huge to now play with i mean ps5 uh you're you're seeing this in a lot of apps they're starting to incorporate so even destiny is uh is starting to do crossplay i mean i think fortnite is the big, biggest successful yeah, For- example yeah fortnite is the one that led the charge i think i think all of these like multiplayer games like overwatch and all that shit it's all going to crossplay and I think you have to because people are gaming on their phones. Yep, yep. People are gaming on their PCs uh, and people are gaming on their things and they're upgrading. And it's just, as I said, I told you soon, there's not going to be, you're going to be gaming off of a, of a, off a hub. Arcadia. Yeah. Google or Arcadia. Stadia. 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 Well, but is this, uh, is this normal for, I, I love the fact that you won't have to buy the game again. And I feel like nobody's ever done that before. That's amazing. No, I think that that's a great incentive to buy it yeah because you're like not like oh if i fucking buy this i want to buy it again when this new playstation that i know i'm gonna get comes out so you could buy the game now on ps4 play it and when you get the ps5 you get your save you can start right where you left off on that and get it for free that's amazing rugs i never got to ask you what do you think of uh, the wi-fi router that is the ps5 the new kind of look it has it looks like a white PlayStation giving birth to a black one. Oh, shit. Oh, there shit. You go. It does, kind <laughs> of. I see the head coming yes, out. Yes, it's just the head. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, it's water broke. Yeah. I think that it, that, hey, man, that is a uh, very interesting design. That's better than the Xbox just black box. I don't care what my gaming system looks I guess. Like, to be honest with yeah. you. I really don't give a shit yeah. about what it, that does. I don't give two fucks as long as it doesn't get too hot and not too loud. I mean, I, I thought the we'll sculptural, that, that. I thought it was interesting. It's like a sculptural piece that you display. That never, that, that's like an Apple thing. Yeah, if, if it yeah. looks good, then it means it's good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you're not even, like, at least at least like an iMac or something, you're using it and you're touching it and stuff. Right. Like the, you're not ever touching, you're not fucking with that, that thing. It's just sitting in your yeah. entertainment center. So you could hide it. You don't even need to yeah, see it. Yeah, you're not even going to see it. Yeah. Who displays their fucking, you're a douche if you do that. Unless you have like one of those cool, like uh, custom boxes yeah. that's kind of ki- kitschy. That looks like fucking R2-D2 or some shit. Yeah. Like that's fine. But I mean. It's lovely. Like you have a Spider-Man PlayStation where you're yeah, just playing it. That's proudly? nice. It's red. I just, it's sitting there on the shelf, but red with a big white spider on it. Looks great. Yeah. I could display it. Uh, last thing in the news, a follow up from last week, you guys, we talked about. AMC theaters plans to reopen in July and how at the time AMC Cinemark Regal had what their policy was. We are not going to force moviegoers to wear a mask when theaters open. Well, AMC, AMC the day after they released that completely flip flop and now will require face masks upon reopening. 
I, I thought of a, a solution to their problem. What a flip-flop. Yes, what's the solution? You know, like those um, plastic screens that they're like visors? Oh, the face mask visor. Yes, the face if visor. If you wear one of those, you can eat. Yeah. And That's a good point. watch a movie. I fucking like that. That's not bad. I'm gonna have to get some of those face visors. It will reduce. It's not, you know, it does the same thing. I guess there'll be a mask. glare. But now Regal Cinemas <laughs> also flip flopped and are requiring mask. Uh, Cinemark, however, I don't. I think they're still holding out and not going to require mask. Anthony, is this a good move? I feel like it, this is a good move. It's a public health issue. The, the science would say this is a good right. Move. Why would you just say? As three guys here with no medical degree, that's the best I got. Yes, we know. <laughs> we know how to stop this. Just wear a mask. So, sure. anyways, I'm yes, still not, the mask. I'm still not ready to go back. We'll see what happens if we old movies can get people into the theaters first, and then uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's coming. Uh, okay. You know what? Speaking of movies and there's drive-ins and it's summer and it's getting hot and my balls was hot. Maybe, maybe your balls. I know where you're going with this? Maybe your balls are getting hot. You got to keep them nice and trim. Maybe you've been in quarantine and you're getting out and it's a fucking jungle down there. We can help you out, listener. Uh, for well, big shout out to our sponsor this month, Manscaped. Visit them at manscaped.com. They make probably the best tools for grooming body hair for men or women in Anthony. the world. In the world, in the yeah. universe, uh, Anthony, in the universe, yeah. you still digging uh, your lawnmower? Yeah, I'm still using the lawnmower. The other day, I threw on the. Let me look at the name of it right here. The um, ball deodorant. Yes, the, that, the yes. preserver. Yes. There's also sorry. Let me just pull up what crop I got. Preserver. There's the crop reviver. I used both of those, That's so a I had the preserver. On, yeah, yeah. Spray on toner for your balls. It's it, amazing. Yeah, the, yeah, it's like a little little cologne for your balls but the Aloe preserver witch hazel yeah the preserver really works because it's basically ball deodorant so you know how you get that like swamp ball feel yeah. after a long day yeah not there with the ball preserver uh, and did you see i saw on facebook they just released a nose trimmer called the weed whacker oh, <laughs> it's amazing i gotta get that i'm gonna they're gonna have to send us yeah, one you of those definitely have hairy uh hairy i got nose. hair growing out of all sorts of weird places we've talked about this but right <laughs> listener they have the perfect package for you. In fact, it's called the Perfect Package 3.0. It comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 uh, trimmer, which is water resistance. It's cordless. You get performance boxer briefs. You get a travel bag, and you get what Anthony just uh, said, the Crop Preserver, which is deodorant, Crop Reviver, which is toner. And they have a subscription plan called the Peak Hygiene Plan, where you can get new replacement blades every few months delivered, every three months delivered right to your drawer. Uh, visit manscaped.com. Use our promo code Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd. And you will get 20% off and free shipping with that code. And look, it's a great gift for yourself, for your man. We've been in quarantine. You've survived. It's time to treat yourself. Your balls will thank you. <laughs> Use promo code Jock and Nerd. Manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. Let's take a break here. We're going to come back and talk about. Another new movie released only on video on demand right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Aisla. And together we are the hosts of the Bicurian Podcast. Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in. Tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved? Then come be a part of a different way of thinking. 
Everything from politics to geek culture to current events that polarize us as a society. We explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at Bicurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice. Hi guys, I'm Dane. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the IMDb Journey podcast. Where we break down every movie from the top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. But when we're not doing that, we also battle other podcasts in various movie-related games of trivia and drafts. We also give quick reviews about every other film we've watched as well. Yeah, here we're quite good too. Yeah, if you guys don't believe us, why don't you listen to these genuine testimonies? Oh, hey guys, you guys are really good. I love your chemistry. Oh, hey, Brew. It's, uh, this is a, this is a good podcast, yo. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Love the banter, guys. Keep it up. I'm DB Jenny is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic testimonies. Oh, thanks, guys. Absolutely genuine and real. <laughs> and if you want to give a genuine testimony as well, go ahead and search for IMDb Journey. You can find us on all your favorite podcast sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. So come along and join our journey. Rugs is back from pooping. Thanks for waiting, Rugs. I appreciate that. Yeah, my butthole was dilated 10 centimeters it was ready to go i'm surprised you made it as long as you it, did it shot out like a cannon <laughs> good for you you got a squatty potty do you use one of those i do they're amazing everyone should we poop wrong that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast i'm here to tell you about our fan club lister if you like the show <laughs> join the jock and nerd fan club visit jockandnerd.com slash patreon where you get bonus content, you get swag, stickers, t-shirts, you get our thanks, you get recognition, you're in an exclusive community, uh, and everyone gets a, a access to an additional RSS podcast feed that has bonus content in it, and the shows come out early. So you get your Jock and Nerd on a day, two days before. Jock and Nerd! Uh, and we're, uh, we got a new Corona Binge report. Anthony, yeah. I just posted it yesterday. What did you watch? Yesterday, as in... Wednesday the 24th Correct. the show comes out on Saturday or Sunday depending on if you give us money yeah when they see us I saw that ah. I was intending to see that right after this you know when all the George Floyd yeah. stuff happened but just finally got around to it it is it's really good it's, it's four good. episodes based on the Central Park 5 jogger case I would say, you know, obviously, listen. I'd like you to listen to my review, but I'll give you a quick preview. Jarrell Jerome, who's in this, is freaking amazing. He's a star. He's a he's, he's a star. A, he's, he won an Emmy for yeah, it. Yeah, he's so. great. It's on not telling ne- you anything you didn't already know. It's on Netflix, stuff. listener, and it's fucking. It'll make you mad. It's heavy, but it's uh, it's a, it's very well done. Great drama, uh, docu series, kind of dramatic doc. It's a you know, it's, it's not a documentary, but. Based on true events, very good. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. It's kind of quiet this week, but there's tons of uh, bonus things to listen. Join. I saw a bunch of stuff, and I'm going to make tons of. Bo- okay, I, I have like a lot of stuff. All right. Well, I uh, the stuff I saw, I'm going to talk about in, in uh, at the end of the show and what we've been watching. Uh, but join the fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And if you give us 10 bucks a month or more, you can force us to review any movie you want. We still got a bunch of round two movies. Uh, we did a, 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 some new round ones, and uh, we can con- we will continue to do that. This week, though, we are not doing that. We're going to review another new release that went straight to video on demand. This is a review of The King of Staten Island. Is he a superhero? He is not a superhero. Oh. Maybe. Here's your spoiler alert. Oh, before I hit the spoilers... 
here's a great example of podcast chapter. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, you don't want to be spoiled or you don't give a fuck about what we think. I don't know why you wouldn't. You should care about what we think. You press. Maybe they don't like Pete Davidson. Maybe you don't like Pete Davidson. I, that's totally understandable. Scott Weinstein will probably jump to this part, though. Yeah, Scott could jump. You could jump right to the review. But right now, if you hit the next button on your podcast, it'll take you right to news from the nation. Not spoiling news from the nation. The, yes, very well done, human soundboard. But we, you can get it spoiled later. So that's how you use podcast chapters. Here is your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. So this movie was originally supposed to premiere at South by Southwest. And then that got canceled. And then it was going to be at another festival. And then that got canceled. And it was supposed to uh, premiere and drive in theaters uh, a few small across the country just right before it was going to release. Theaters were promoting it and selling tickets for it. And then it was pulled just a few days before they eventually released it on video on demand for a $20 rental. Twenty dollars, right? This is a Very twenty dollars rental. That's a lot for this movie. Yes, we will get into that, but it did top the VOD charts when it came out at number one for whatever that's worth. Uh this I don't know what that means or anything because it's yeah. the newest movie that's come out. Yeah, it's just in a of course content deprived that's culture. The thi- but yeah. Right, that's the thing. If it was in the in the box office, would it have been different? But it's just people are looking for new shit and. The minute something new comes on VOD, it's going to go to the top of the charts. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at a 72% with a 6.81 out of 10 average rating. Uh, and I'm not sure of the budget. Obviously, it's very low. Uh, but this movie is directed by Judd Apatow, written by Judd Apatow, Dave Cyrus, who uh, writes for Saturday Night Live, and Pete Davidson himself starring p davidson you got marissa tomei as his mom bill burr uh with a crazy mustache as the guy who meets his mom bell powley as his girlfriend maude apatow who's actually judd's daughter as playing his sister uh steve buscemi is in there as a fireman friend of bill burr's and a bunch of other people but that's your main cast uh, Anthony, what happens in this movie? What happens in this long uh, two-hour, fifteen-minute movie? <laughs> in this really long Judd Apatow <laughs> in this movie, long that, comedy, yes, that he always seems to make. Yes, uh, this is about a what a twenty-four-year-old man-child living in Staten Island Correct. that has a lot of social issues due to the fact that his dad died as a kid. And he basically just doesn't want to grow up. His firefighter dad, yes. His firefighter dad, yes. That doesn't he doesn't want to grow up, and he's dealing with the fact that his sister's leaving, and his mom's met a new person, and you know he's twenty four, and he should probably be leaving the house or at least be on some sort of track to doing something, and he's not. And it's just following this guy and all his adventures, played by Pete Davidson. Good old Poo Eyes. Good old Poo Eyes in a your your uh, typical Apatow slacker comedy. Um, Rugs, I'm gonna go to you. Actually, give me uh, your opening thoughts when this movie ended. What were you thinking? Well, I was like, okay, uh, I've seen this movie. It's a, it's a Judd Apatow movie. Yep. He does this. This is his formula for every movie. It just so happens to have Pete Davidson in it. Correct. Um. I thought it was weird. How old is Pete Davidson? He's actually 26. 
Yeah, so I feel like it. Why didn't they? Why didn't they age him up to twenty six? I mean, twenty four, twenty six. Who cares? It's the same fucking thing. Twenty four. It's like still like you're still all right. You could still maybe see them li- a guy living at home at twenty four, maybe. But like I don't know. These days, like Anthony? a thirty year old living at home that's more pathetic. So it's like <laughs> it happens more these days, though. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah, twenty four like, isn't too bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not that egregious. I'm yeah. like, I, I'm like, I know. So I, I was just like, that's weird. Like you could have just easily, you know, he said he been was his 26. own age. Yeah, he's actually twenty six. Yeah, so hmm. um, that's weird. But um, anyway, I felt like I've seen this movie before. It, the only difference is is that this is based around Pete, molded around Pete Davidson's life. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I enjoyed aspects of this movie. I feel like that a lot of the supporting cast was very strong and um, made it enjoyable. Yeah. And there was a couple of scenes where it started to click, but it was far way far into the movie. Yes. And um, which makes you feel like you wasted a lot of time in the beginning of the movie. I don't know. I, I overall, I did enjoy uh, this movie in aspect. Yeah. I don't think as a whole, it works. But I think that parts of it work really well. All right, Anthony, this is uh, what do you think of this kind of semi autobiographical uh, story of Pete Davidson? It kind of reminded me of Honey Boy. Oh, with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I mean, it's your typical Judd Apatow film in terms of you have a guy that's kind of a child or has childlike friends. He has his whole posse of dudes that he hangs around that are all. Have their own little quirky banter and all that. It's always permanent adolescent with Judd. Yeah, Adison. it's always about these dudes Appetite. that need to grow up, yeah. right? Your forty-year-old virgin knocked up this one. And it's how they they tiptoe towards adulthood, like slowly. Yeah, right. I haven't seen some of those other ones, yeah. but those are his two best, yeah. right? Forty-year-old virgin and knocked up. So I, I I generally enjoy Judd Apatow films. They always do seem to be a little too long, and this one's <laughs> definitely too long for some. Like, yeah. there's just too many side things that yeah. happen that just don't lead to anything. Yeah. I didn't find Pete Davidson to be as engaging as a Steve Carell yeah, or, or a uh, Seth Rogen. Yes. Yeah. So he always picks these comic leads. Yeah. He always, he tries to make them into stars. Comedian and, actors. Yes. So I didn't find him as engaging, but I didn't find him to be bad either. Yeah. I would say the standout actually for me is Bill Burr. Yeah. He's not being a comedian the entire time. Yeah. Um, so overall, I, I kind of agree with Rugs in that there's scenes that work for me. There's a, a lot of stuff that doesn't. But overall, I can tell like it's a pretty heartfelt film. I I related to it a little bit with you know with the losing of the father, yeah, um, yeah. and just kind of the man child thing. I think there's a, there's a, a little bit of that in all men in that they don't ever really want to grow up. Yeah. So that relates to a lot of us. Absolutely. So overall, I found it enjoyable. I, I don't think I would remember this in the same vein that I remember Knocked Up or The 40-Year-Old Virgin, but it's 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 okay. It's, yeah. it's the same stuff he's been doing, though. That's it is the only a problem. Ju- it, yeah, it, it is a usual Judd Apatow movie. A man-child gets it's his... It's a more dramatic yes. comedy. And so there's also... He did Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. He's the king of the dramedies. Yes, he is the king... And this one out of all of them is probably his least comedic effort. There's a lot more drama. The jokes are good. I also really enjoy Judd Apatow comedies. I've, I've always have like, uh, you know, train wrecks, great knocked up and the ones you said. Um, and I found this very heartfelt, very honest, emotional, charming at times, but it's very mellow and melancholic. 
It's a slacker. I feel comedy. like he's an asshole, and I don't really feel think he's going to do anything. Yeah, so he is. So like, I don't really think there was a resolution. He to is him. an asshole for a, a big part of like the he's movie. He's a huge douche. Yeah, and then he's he's probably still a huge douche. He just knows it uh, more now. I did enjoy it though. I I thought it was entertaining, yeah. and like you said, the supporting cast is fucking great. Um, it this movie though coming into it, I think how you feel about Pete Davidson as a person really will influence yeah. how you like this movie because he's been all over he's been very public and he just he's playing himself he's not even another character when he's on snl when he's in you know in in real life he's just always himself it doesn't bother you when like the movie ends and he sucks at making tattoos in the beginning yeah. and he and he's still, still sucks not at that making good tattoos. no he's not he didn't like he doesn't better. apply himself yeah. at all yeah. he just and he doesn't even do what the guy tells him to do, and he fucking puts the Chinese <laughs> he symbol puts on the him. Chinese oh, like, oh, like, oh, it shows no asshole. growth. No. It shows nothing. He's still a douche. He's still kind of an asshole for doing that. To so Ray. what's the point of the movie? You just you just learn why he's a douche. Well, I mean, he does learn a little response. He learns a little appreciation for firefighters. Yeah, and he ends up realizing no, he that likes he likes that his dad's a drug addict. That's yeah, what that's he true. liked. He liked they found out his, drag, his dad was fucked up. But that was so because he always thought his dad was perfect and he just needed something to humanize him, like he said. I don't, I don't buy it. Well, so, he does I'm, also realize that the girl that he's been just dissing the entire yeah. time is actually probably the one. Yes, and that she's an... Um, she was amazing. Her character was amazing. The way she... It was like... A lot of the dialogue felt very real. I have no idea what she sees in him. No, I don't. Yeah, that's a good I point. That's a good you know, point. Like, so, like, I yeah. don't think it worked. I, that's why I don't think this film works. I, I know, like, what happens is it does tug at your 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 feelings as a man yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And you, Anthony hit that right on the head. There is this like Peter Pan syndrome that we have where we feel lost and we compare ourselves to our father and, and you know all this stuff. Yep. And uh, what are we expected to do? What's the point of what kind of mark am I going to make on this world? What am I what am I here for? All that ex- as existential stuff. It's in there, but. At the end of the day, it doesn't work because you're building this character that has no redeeming qualities, is a douche, and doesn't learn anything really, and you don't even know why this girl's into him. Yeah, I don't know. She could There's do not, way better. He has to have something. Like the, 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 They tried it, right? And then they immediately, they had him with the, the kids. Yes. Where he walked them to school. I was like, all right, this There's is going to be the thing yeah. where he's going to somehow find something with these kids and like but then they drop like, that also yes and then they kind of like they just yeah. meander off that so it's like like they had this thing that they could have probably grown a little bit or to add dimension to him but they kind of just like let it slide so i even so as i said there's parts of these film that i like but i think overall doesn't work uh and um I don't know. I just don't like Judd Apatow as much as I used to. Oh, no, he's slipping. <laughs> this one, yeah. he's just kind of like, uh, it's very. It's making, it's, it's, a lot of it's him jerking off. It is. He has his it's, kids in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. He was great, like, though. Whatever. But the sister. He, he is kind of lazy. I mean, he does, he, again, has the weird crew, like, around. Yeah. You know, where, yeah like, yeah. The, that weird group of friends. That same thing as uh, Knocked Up. Same yeah, thing as 40-year-old virgin. Old virgin. Yeah. He, he has his formula. Yeah. Yeah, except, it's, it's, except it's 12 years later. Yeah. 13 years. Like the only thing original about this stuff was the stuff that Pete Davidson boiled in from his own life. Yeah. And a lot of it yeah, is, I get from, you. is from his own life. So I did like how it makes you think about, you know, traumas in your life and how they may stunt your growth emotionally. And it makes you think did this really, uh, is this the reason I'm like this? Because I did like myself, I lost my dad when I was 20. I don't know if I fully like processed that and just kind of suppressed it and said, whatever. But it definitely affected things looking back when the girlfriend, the girlfriend was great because she could have easily been a one dimensional 
throwaway character and there was so much depth to her like all the supporting cast i wanted to why know is more there depth about. to her yeah <laughs> I, I would push back on that because although i understand what they were going for with with him getting the girl mm. i don't know why she stuck around well, well, i don't know why she stuck around but I, like what, 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 what tell me about her character so i or is this just some bullshit th- no, that you just this fell is, for this is the scene i liked was where he's homeless and he's he goes to her and then they fuck first and then he's like oh can i stay over and the way she handled it was like, it was just so refreshing and different. She's like, I'm calm. I'm not going to freak out. But she says this line. She's like, you are so crazy that you make everyone around you feel fucking crazy. And right away, I was like, oh, I knew I knew somebody like that. Like, I know somebody like this. I know how this girl feels. But she wanted, she was taking the civil service test. She was actually, she wanted to put Staten Island on the map, you know? It was like little things like that that I thought gave her a little bit of depth. I liked that girlfriend. I thought she was very, very interesting character. I thought that, I thought she was fine, but I, I really think that they didn't bake that enough either. No, they didn't. It was half baked. Yeah, all of it was half baked. That's the problem. The other thing that really bugged me is like the first two acts of this movie is it meanders around so much. When he gets to the firehouse, I love that part. I wanted to, that should have been the whole movie. It's almost like two the only dynamic movies. that I like was him with Bill Burr. Yeah, that's the, only, really that's the only relationship. Yeah. That, and maybe with his mom. Yeah, she's not bad either. That um, it may fucking yeah. it may looking hey. good. Shit, shit. You know, like that three that triad or whatever. Yeah, they save this whole movie like that, that their interactions with each that other. That should have been the focus. So he fucking like he's a douche. You know, he puts it. He tattoos this boy. That's hilarious. That's that's his son. Yes. He goes in hot. Fucking blah 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 blah. And he's like, "Whoa, this chick is hot. Like, I'm gonna try and ask her out." And he does. And then, um, you, it's just this guy that yelled at you is now dating your mom. I mean, that's that's a good setup. I mean, and, and it's a it's a f- wacky way to get there. Yes. But I, I actually enjoy that. The problem is, is I think Judd Apatow and I guess in cohorts with uh, Pete Davidson, yeah, they just meander too much. Oh like, my there's, god. A random college party. Yes. There's a random. Well, I wrote this down. There's a random There's so many random party. things. Can, There's a random rob. Like, the, why does the robbery they rob need to a happen? pharmacy? He takes a trip to college. There's a sister's graduation. He works as a busboy and fights for tips. He walks the kids. All these fucking things happen before they even get to the firehouse scenes, which were they, my favorite. They just needed to. They needed to kind of tighten that up a little bit. But Judd Apatow likes to just sit with characters, yeah, and I don't yeah. mind necessarily yeah. sitting with characters. Yeah. But a lot of times I sit there and I go, like, what was the point of the robbery? I don't, I don't, I don't mind any of that. I don't mind sitting with anything or, or having a long movie as long as it's baked. Yeah, like they've really sure. cooked it up. They really like there was a lot of time to let shit. it fucking be what it's supposed to be yeah. instead of just like throwing shit at you with no development or no thought. Absolutely. And there was a lot of that. They just kind of like it wanted to be like a, a, a commentary on depression and trauma, but it's really just like this slacker comedy. But there's, it's not even, it's funny, but it could have used more jokes for the fucking two hour, 15 minute what? runtime. I, I'll say this. I didn't mind that it was like, it is kind of a commentary on depression, but they don't throw it into your face. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I'm depressed. Yeah. So I enjoyed that subtlety. Yeah. But I also, um, with rugs and that it just a lot of it's just like they're throwing a bunch of stuff at you and there's not really a, like a inner a cohesive weaving of what's going on i mean how this maybe this if you point. watch it a few times you might be able to read into it a little bit more yeah. and pick up some things but on a first watch yeah it seems like it's not very very well 
baked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. What, what's the other word? Developed? Developed. Yes. It's, all, it's not. They're not developed. What, what do you guys think of Pete Davidson? Do you think he's the next? Is he a good star? leading man? Does he yeah. have star potential? I mean, I think he's a he's fine at doing playing himself. Yes, absolutely. I thought um, he did really well. I, it's, I loved when, yeah. when he did. He did have emotion. And just when he's watching them. Uh, go into the fire. I thought they were going to kill Bill Burr for a second. I was like, oh shit, they're going to kill Bill Burr. But just him watching them go in and see the work and you could see it on his face. But how Why long is that? That dude who gets shot. Remember that when they threw that yeah, in the pharmacy, they rob a pharmacy for some fucking reason. Oh, the guy no, gets no, shot. no, no, no. The, 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 oh, the, the guy at dude. the end. Oh, so was that oh, action, Bronson? action Bronson? That's action Bronson. Yeah, that was a funny cameo, but it was so random. So I'll tell yeah. you why. This is my other issue with the movie is, is, is towards the, the from the middle to the end. Stuff just happens to get them to the next fucking plot point in the movie. Well, actually, let me get jump on that action. Yeah. Bronson thing real quick. Yeah. It, it, I, although I found it funny. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This guy's been shot, yeah. and the lady in the emergency room is like, like, take, take a, a seat, seat next <laughs> person up. It's like, what are we doing here? Well, so th- they, that was written in only to get him to the hospital with Ray where his mom is so she could see that he did the tattoo and that they're all cool now, and right, that was but, the end of that. But that, that scene takes you out of it when she goes, oh, sit down, whatever. Uh, that, that might happen in places. No, it wouldn't. The guy's shot in the <laughs> He's stomach. fucking bleeding out. <laughs> bleeding He's like, out. What did, yeah, like, what did she do? She talked to him, yeah. and then all of a sudden, oh, okay, let's let's get him some. No, because room. Ray showed up, and he's like, I'm a firefighter. Get this guy some fucking help. He knew, I don't know. His mom's there, and he couldn't even get to her. The, the writing is yeah. Needs, yeah. needed some. The, it feels like the writing needed like an editor the to like, writing, look over and it go. It was just getting for, how to get from one thing to the next thing, and it, you could it see feels that like, in like, the writing. Uh, like, like a 15-year-old wrote it. <laughs> Where like you like, hey, okay, you're not, you don't fully have formed thoughts Well, it's yet. permanent adolescent uh, apatow shtick kind of thing. It is. This is his shtick I think sure. Pete Davidson would be okay pulling off the same rule for a couple of movies. I don't know how much range he has because he's the same guy on SNL. He's the same guy when he well, was almost a, married. Doesn't he in SNL, doesn't he have more like a dark humor thing? I mean, there is some dark yeah, humor Yeah, and that's where too. you learn that he is. He had Crohn's. He had suicidal thoughts. He's, you know, his whole like deprecating demeanor. It's all, he just does himself. But even when he's in sketches, they're kind of like just another version of himself. Mm. I've always been intrigued by him, though, because he was like, I think he's super hot girlfriend. Well, yeah, he almost got married to Ariana Grande. He's look up all his girlfriends. He's dated yes. really hot. Girls. Well, but look up the latest one that he just broke up with. What we were talking about earlier. It looks just like him. Oh, shit. yes. He's dating a girl that you think they use the face app. on. That's the girl from um from uh, Once Upon a Time in, uh, in Hollywood? Hollywood. Which one? Yeah, she's. Margaret Qualley, she's the girl with her feet up on the dashboard. Oh, that's her. She looks a lot like him. She looks very similar. But I always was intrigued because he was so young when he got on SNL. He was 20. And like Eddie Murphy was like 19 when he got on SNL. He was the youngest. He was like the new youngest generation of cast. So I I kind of, some of his sketches are hit or miss, but I've always been really in, intrigued by Pete Davidson. I as didn't a like his stand-up special at all. No, I couldn't. You know what? I started that and I couldn't finish it. I tried to watch Eric Andre. Eric Andre is even worse. I turned you, it off. You, the, you know what the, the thing, I mentioned this right in my opening thoughts, but I actually was more impressed with Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr was I think great. Bill Burr actually has a career in being like a wide-ranging actor Bill, rather than Pete Bill, Davidson. And I'm telling you, comics make the best fucking actors. People don't give him a chance. Bill Burr is an amazing actor. You've seen him in 
uh, Breaking Bad. You've seen him in lots of great TV shows, and his comedy is hilarious. This is one of his biggest roles. I yeah, think. I mean, he's oh, yeah. he was nervous working across from Marissa Tomei, who's the legit like star legend, and he's Bill like Bill Burr like commands. Work. Yeah, almost every yeah. scene he's yeah. in. And- I think there is some something to comics and yeah. just the range of emotion that yep. they can play because I, I think some I read this somewhere maybe I listened to it but a lot of comics the reason they start comedy is because they're damaged goods so that you know they they've been used to making fun of themselves the entire lives to be a good stand up it comes from a dark place you right. you, you see this so you all can the touch time touch places that a lot of other people can't just touch. now you can't be funny anymore well so. I mean like Robin Williams <laughs> yeah. was is a great example of this you can still be funny just. Well, I don't I mean, know. Okay, well, I mean, there's a lot of great comics. There's a lot of great been, comics that have been great actors. Yes. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. it goes the other way. You couldn't Robin get Robin Williams. Di- I mean, De Niro does some comedic. Did movies. you see Goodwill Hunting yet? Not yet. It's on the Sorry, list. Oh, you gotta watch it. You know, the <laughs> other thing I loved about this movie, Rugs, is how the sh- all of Staten Island, how they Staten Island represent. Yeah. Wait, let me bring that up real quick. They shot it in the Bronx. They did. Let me bring that up real quick. Yeah, I wrote this down. Yeah. Why is it called the King of Staten Island? He's not really the king of anything, is he? Yeah, he's not. And, and <laughs> is, it, is it really? St- I don't. I didn't feel like I got a Staten Island vibe, other than when they're in the park with the overgrown weeds. Well, they're on the ferry, rugs. What, <laughs> ferry. What, rugs. What is the Staten Island vibe, and why do people yeah. shit on Staten Island like it's New Jersey? Because this is it's built on a huge garbage dump. It is. It's a garbage I mean, dump. You could see from I mean, space. So there's there's landfills in New Jersey too, but I think that there's is like you could see it from. You space can see it from space. But, they're going to turn it into as a park. someone that's based in a Manhattan garbage can. Yes. Did this encapsulate Staten Island? I don't really know. I'm not really big on Staten Island. Mm. I know people who live there. I've been to Staten Island many, many times. But Staten Island is just, it feels like a, like suburban New Jersey and any other suburb, mm. off, off, suburb off of the city. Um, it's got a small, it's got a, some beach. Yeah. You know, well, they got it's hit got, by Hurricane Sandy pretty bad when that happened. Yeah, it's exposed. got some beach area. Yeah. All right. It's got a uh, uh, kind of like an urban area yeah. and it's got like a very suburban area as well. It's kind of like packed together yeah. because it's a small island and everything's kind of like there's not a lot of breathing room. Like it, there's a there's a uh, there's like maybe one or two areas that are on the top of the mountain on yeah. the plateaus and stuff yeah. that, are, that you got some breathing. room, But it's pretty packed together. Um, they gave us Wu Tang, man. That's all. Fuck yeah. I just, I just don't understand. I was, I watched the movie and I had no idea walking in yeah. or turning it out what it was about. Yeah. And I go, this title doesn't mean anything to this. No, movie. he's still a fuck up. At the, I mean, the, and even the last shot is. But just it means him. like I thought the movie was about this like guy being in Staten Island, and, like earning his way to the top. Right. Nothing to do with Staten Island or being a king. Even the last shot was just like him in Manhattan looking off. I thought it ended really oh, the jarring. Movie ends, yeah. The movie has no ending. No, it just stops. It just stops. But he's looking out <laughs> as if he's 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 fixed up. He's got some of his shit together. Just a little bit. But that's like a big win. So Apatow goes really easy on Davidson in this movie, unlike his other movies where he really makes his characters have a huge growth. But this is probably well, because Davidson, Davidson wrote this. Wrote the yeah. Movie. Yeah, but they gave us they gave us Wu Tang. You know geographically where it is, right? Anthony Staten Island. Can you picture? Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah like, I, anyone, I can definitely pick. I, I, there was no reason why I would ever go, but I was right. just wondering. So if anyone doesn't know, if this it's, was Staten I mean, Island. It's underneath. In a Manhattan lot of ways, I feel like Staten below. Island is just Jersey. Right. It's just it's just that's New York. I heard Staten Island wanted to secede from New York a few years ago. I read that story too. So they're yeah. they're interesting. <laughs> like there's only one way into Staten Island yeah. and only one way out. Yeah. Like, it's like a really weird, like, it's really locked in there. Like, it's not like this, 
Uh, it's not really connected to Manhattan. It's only connected to Brooklyn. Is it true what they say in the movie that even the people in Jersey look down upon Staten Island? <laughs> Why do people shit on Staten Island? Oh, yeah. Oh, my huge. God. Oh, shit. People shit. I'm <laughs> because sorry, Staten Island. Jersey is like a uh, – G- Jersey's got way better beaches. It's got mountains, huge parks. You know, people live on acres of property, like, all over the place. There's urban areas. There's all – I mean, it's it's a very diverse – it's a state, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you can't just fuck with this. Like Staten Island's a borough. Like they, you know, what what are they? It's it's not the same thing. You can't really compare them. So is it better? I don't know. I guess. I mean, people in Staten Island are gonna flip out when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's it's fine. It's a fine place. Ooh, it's just hang. It, it's just a small. It's just a small borough. It, it doesn't have that. It's not big enough to compete with like a, an entire state. Right. Right. But you're saying they filmed some of this in the Bronx too. Yeah, I think Bilotti said Bilotti being from Staten Island. Right. I wonder about we should um, ask Bilotti what he thinks about should, this yeah, movie. Totally ask, we should have just called it full the friend in. <laughs> We're like, what do you think of the King of Staten Island? Uh, let me give you a couple of... He said, I think he watched it. Too. Oh, he did? I'm going to have to find out. Uh, I got some fun Easter eggs and then we will rate the movie. Pete Davidson said in an interview, the movie is 75% true. Uh, Pete Davidson's real father was named Scott. He's named Scott in the movie and was a firefighter who passed away on 9-11. Pete Davidson, like we said, he does have Crohn's disease and he's had suicidal thoughts. He said that on SNL bits on Weekend Update. Uh, he still lives with his mother, but of course, he, he I think he bought her a nice house. So they live in a nice house. Steve Buscemi was a real New York fireman and came down on 9-11 to help. Uh, in the beginning, they're watching The Purge. Did you notice that? Yeah. So The Purge stars Marissa Tomei also takes place in Staten Island. Oh, shit. So that was interesting. A uh, lot of real family members in this movie. His his actual grandfather is in there. He's the guy at the graduation party. He says college is a scam. But then he's like, oh, you'll have a great time. The anti-college old man mm. is Pete's real grandfather. The pharmacy owner who shoots the guy in the robbery, that's Robert Smigel. Uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was interesting. This is how Davidson got to SNL. Judd Apatow, when he was making Trainwreck, which is like a Amy Schumer uh, vehicle. He asked her who's the funniest person she knows. She tells Judd about Pete. Pete puts him in a cameo in Trainwreck where he meets Bill Hader, who introduces him to Lord Michaels and gets him on the show. And then this, so I guess he was doing stand up, and she thought he was funny. Yeah, and and Judd said he's gone to what see him. To that? I don't know. He, I guess he was funny. He's very nervous, weird stand up. I, I mean. Like we said, maybe I should watch some old. I, like I said, Pete I couldn't Davidson. get through his new stand-up all special. I, all I saw was him on SNL, which is fine because yeah. he's only on for five minutes. Yeah. But uh, that hour special was rough. Yeah, I can't. So. I'm telling you, I, I I got bored and I bailed. And then one last weird bit. Uh, those are all his real tattoos, obviously, which is also why I don't know how you're going to be in other movies not playing yourself with tattoos. But uh, he has a tattoo on his shoulder of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And in the promotional picture and the the photos where he's standing up with his arms wide with the title of the movie, they removed the RBG tattoo for some reason. But it's in the movie. I don't know why they would Photoshop out the Ruth Bader Ginsburg tattoo. I thought that was very strange. I would throw in, and you mentioned this earlier, but the fact that Pete Davidson is in this. Yeah. I put out on my Instagram that I was watching this and I had a few friends go, I'm not watching that. I, I hate Pete Davidson. Yeah. If you don't like him, you're not going to like this movie. If you don't know, you might want to check it out, but it totally depends on how you feel about him because this is a showcase for him. 
essentially that's all it is i mean yeah it's written about his life yeah it's a pete davidson showcase so we also i had a couple of questions i think we already know the answers to can pete davidson become a movie star does he have that star quality yeah, I don't know. We'll I think, see. I think he's got. I don't know. I think that this project is great for him. Yes, it is absolutely. It's it's like, hey, listen, I could take my whole entire life and put it into this movie yeah. that has a lot of heart in it. Yeah. That most people will like, even if they don't like the movie or whatever, they'll still kind of respect this movie on some level because there's there's a lot going for it. So this is great for him. It is absolutely good for him. Um. He might get some more roles, but I don't think he's going to be the star of a movie. Yeah. Unless, I mean, this makes a lot of money. If this makes a shitload of money or whatever. Well, speaking of money, there's my next question. If I was listening to this, my final question would be, is this worth a $20 rental? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to agree. I'll, you beat me to it. I, I, I was going to go, no. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that they're throwing a $20. <laughs> But the fact that I mean it apparently is doing really well, but twenty bucks. It's I mean holy six or seven dollars. This is a nine dollar movie. Yeah, or even I was gonna say like seven buck rental, fine, nine dollar, twenty dollars. I don't know, that's a lot, but it's a new movie. So are we gonna rate this? Let's rate it. Rugs, go first. What would you give it? Hmm. I feel like that just for like Bill Burr alone yeah. and Marissa Tomei acting and the fact that you do learn a lot about Pete Davidson, yeah. and there is heart to this movie, yeah. even though it's meandering and half-baked yeah. and not really well-written and throws everything at you. I think you can still come away with it with some kind of a, a positive feeling. Yeah. So I'm going to give it like a 6.5. Okay. Good. Oh, shit. Uh, Anthony? <laughs> that's exactly what you were <laughs> going to your it? score? That's it. So... I'll, uh, that's my rating. Yeah. So thank you. Also six point five. Okay. Two weeks in a row. I think we've come up with similar ratings. Damn. Yeah. I'll just say that for most of the movie, actually, I was probably going to rate it like a five. Yeah. But then by the end, when he has stories with his dad, yeah, and he like kind of just learns more about his his you know his past yeah. and kind of somewhat finds his way. They yeah. frame it in a way where you're like, there's all the feels of. Eventually growing up and being okay with the fact that, hey, I'm I'm fucking up along the way, but it's all right. Yeah. So that stuff did hit me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. most of the time I was like, this movie is just okay. So that yeah. raised it enough to get me to the 6.5. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree with Otherwise, you. Otherwise, yeah, I was just going to be like, man, this is okay. It's okay. I mean, it's, five. it is, you know, I like Judd Apatow, but it is, is a formula movie. And like I said before, it's his least comedic one but the drama is there the heart is there i do i am interested in pete davidson i thought he pulled off the heart and the end of the movie was great i just wish i didn't have to go through like an hour 15 minutes of meandering shit to get there i'm gonna give it a seven it's it's enjoyable it was entertaining but i don't think uh, 20 i liked it a little bit more than i liked it a little bit more than you guys i know you mentioned this last week yeah imran yeah and when we said we would review this or maybe you mentioned it offline yeah that there was some Oscar buzz. I there unless no, I was wrong. I mean, maybe this year because there's just nothing going maybe. on. But what? I just don't see this no, being I, an Oscar movie. I think in any Bill way. Burke can get an, supporting maybe a nod. Supporting maybe maybe. I mean, I don't think it's best director because it's something or best like it's, it's a good performance for him. Yeah, it's his first big role, and he kind of did a good job. It's so layered he might just too. get a nod just because he kind of did a great job. Maybe you won't even get it at all. You know, it's so three-dimensional. He goes from wanting to kill Pete to, like, you know, getting to bond with him, and they even fight, and they get over it, and he's he's so real in some of his responses, and I love this character. So, 
He may get a shot, but that's about it. I thought yeah. there was going to be some buzz, and there's not, not it, any. It's it's first, it's not good enough in yeah. my opinion. But second, I just don't see this is not no. an Oscar type movie. Yeah, only in this climate because we have nothing new right. out that this could be a player. Because I've seen it show up on some lists already. Best movies of 2020 so far. Well, when you have four movies, right? There's not a lot. <laughs> that's absolutely you got the two right. reviewed the last yeah. two weeks yes. and Birds of Prey, so it's tough. Yeah, well, there was like, yeah, that's true. There's a, that's about it. That's about it. There's some other things. So, I mean, 1917. Yeah, but that, that was, was in, in the theater last year. Yeah, and oh, that, was it? Yeah. Oh fuck. All right, good stuff. Good. Uh, yeah, I had a good time watching this. I like Judd Apatow. It's a nice little change of pace. Let's get to news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> Oh, no, what happened? <laughs> he had a blowout. Is that a fucking prolapse? Well, you better check your pants. That doesn't that sound one. good. I think you need to see a doctor. I got skid marks. Oh, my God. Not funny. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't funny? No, it was funny. Sorry. It's the opposite of that. Floppy <laughs> <laughs> jog. I don't have Not an opposite funny. of funny. It stinks. It stinks. Anyways, uh, skid marks are funny. Skid marks are always funny. I got some comments from our last episode where we uh, had the cameo from that independent wrestler, Dan Housen, and we talked about Oregon Trail. Of sorts. And of sorts. Uh, Nerdhausen, and we reviewed The Five Bloods. Blake Braden said, just got to this podcast. Donovan Danhausen is a wonderful wrestler. Ring of Housen. He writes in all capital letters. I So somebody knew him, Ruggs. No, hmm. you can you can enroll. I looked on the cameo website and at the bottom. It says enroll as talent and it asks for like your social media account and your number of followers. That may exclude you. That I, may be, I don't have enough. That may be the only problem. You have way more. You have double the followers that I so have. I'll, maybe I'll put in our followers and but they want to see your thing. I don't know. I'm going to try to make it work. Does anybody know anybody at Cameo? We got to get Rugboy on there. Uh, Jimmy McPike, our resident historian, listener, and friend, says, for the record, I did beat Oregon Trail. Once he would be the guy that beats Oregon Trail. Once as a child, and Gandhi wasn't perfect, especially as it relates to the Dalit population of India. There you go. I don't know what that means. I don't know, but there's your history lesson for the week. He's talking about Dalit population. They're, oh. they're, they're so hardy and get crunk. At so that time, probably not too many people. <laughs> They were lit back when lit was a thing. Yeah, the Dalit. Yeah. Dalit the, people. The lit population. Uh, Chris Williams <laughs> left a comment saying, you guys left out the movie The Walking Dead, not the Robert Kirkman, from 1995 also. Where, where do we leave it out of? When we were talking the about- conversation The conversation about uh, the miracle of Santana. There's always a lot of, there's a lot of movies about- uh, Black Vietnam veteran experience. Not Vietnam, oh. but black war veterans. There's, there's red tails. There's a lot. No, there's but Chris, Yemen. I haven't seen everything yet. Give me, give me two more weeks and I'm good. <laughs> Vietnam specifically, though, we mentioned Dead Presidents, 1995. The Five Blood does it, but there's a movie called The Walking Dead from 1995 that has who's in this? Alan Payne, Eddie Griffin, Joe Morton. Uh, Bernie Mac is in this, and it is oh, about shit. in 1972 Vietnam, a group of United States Marines are sent to rescue several POW officers. Uh, the landing zone, which should have been cold, actually turns out to be indeed very hot. And uh, there's a fight and blah, blah, blah. So they're going to save some POWs. But uh, this is kind of an interesting. I not I didn't even know this movie existed. 
Chris Williams. Thanks for turning me on. I might watch that. And then Scott Beck says, the Five Bloods was super silly. I thought you guys scored it a little high. I thought Delroy Lindo did very well, though. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily disagree with Scott Beck thinking like that. It was, there were silly parts. I, I, <laughs> I think I even said, yeah. I could see how you would think this is kind of a mess or yeah. a silly movie. Yeah. yeah. So, but look. So, yeah, we, I think we addressed all yeah. those things. We just thought that the subject matter and some of the powerful uh, ways of depicting these things were worth checking out. Still recommend The Five Bloods on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Definitely worth a check out. Yeah. Jazz Hubbard back with awesome questions from our Facebook groups has got another question for the show. Who is your favorite? Oh, sorry. Who? I read that. I can't read. What is your favorite movie sequel that's better than the first movie? Very good question. You guys think about it. They're all in this. Yes. List. Here's yeah, the thing. I'm going to go through the list from the nation because you guys, have, you mentioned all of them. Jess Rivera said Winter Soldier, my favorite MCO movie or Lord of the Ring, Two Towers. Geek Boner, just for the Helm's deep scene alone. It is a long geek boner. boner. Yeah. It's a big geek boner. Uh, Josh McClinney says The Dark Knight all day long. It's a great pick. That's a great pick. Bill Vincent, Godfather Part 2. I agree with this pick. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good one because in the first one you had Al Pacino. In the second one you had the Robert De Niro. How's it going to get worse? You know? Jimmy Shea with like the biggest, most obvious answer, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's an obvious of one. Course. Yeah. Glenn Smith, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Yes. Geek Boner. Evil Dead 2. And Evil Dead 2. And I even like Army of Darkness if you want to talk sequel, sequel, sequel. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Justin Zwerner, Terminator 2. Fuck yeah. That's a great one. Rodney Simon says Rambo. Mm. What was it called? First Blood Part 2, right? Yeah. So the second Rambo movie I watched when I was a kid and it was, you know, it was like cheesy 80s. And then I watched the first one. I didn't realize how like serious the first one was. They kind it's of, more of a real movie. Yes. And then the second one is what they talk about in the An five, action film. Yeah. But it's what they talk about in the five bloods. The guy going back to win the war. White guy coming back with machine guns. But I fucking love Rambo 2 First Blood. Yeah, sure. It's fun. It's a fun action movie. Doesn't he? He hides in the dirt in that one, right? He has that. Yeah. yeah, they do that. Like in Predator. Uh, Jimmy Graben says The Dark Knight. Fiddlesticks Winterbottom says Terminator 2. Aliens and Dark Knight. Aliens. Absol- yep. Absolutely. Blake Braden and John Bellotta Jr. Both Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. That's a great film, yeah. I think the first one was so shitty that you couldn't make it. Yeah, you couldn't go anywhere but up. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. One. It just no. like, after you got out of the Starfleet stuff, it just was boring. You got Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban as fucking Khan, Fantasy Island. They should put Hervé Village as in it, too. That was my only critique. Mm-hmm. You should go. Nick Chef says Gamera 2 beat you to it, John Bellotti Jr. It is a good one. It's very good. Yeah, would you agree with that one, Anthony? Both of you? It's better than the first better one. Better than yeah, the first one. Think. There you go. Jamie yeah. Robinson also said Empire Strikes Back. Roberto Rivera, Back to the Future 2. Mm. I'm on board with this one. I know a lot of people don't think it's. Uh, is, uh, is, you think it's better? I just like it because they go in the future and they go back to the first movie and it's just more it's a bigger world it's i gotta more watch realized. this i haven't walked back to the future a lot of people don't like the second one but i love the second one it turned me off of the movies i like the third one and then i like the first one is fucking it. perfect though i don't know the first yeah. one is like a perfect movie benjamin west cranford from australia also said wrath of khan and then andy smith wrote ace ventura pet detective but i think he meant what nature calls is the second one X2 is the best X-Men. So right? that's that was my pick. X2, I think, is a good one. Temple of Doom, I think, is another favorite of mine. I love uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. What about Batman Returns? 
Some people. Um, I don't think that's better. Some than people think that, oh, no. that's better than the first one. No. Uh, what about? I don't the, think Superman two is not the second. Than I like the second. Uh, I like Christopher it. Reed I like. Superman I movie. like Superman two, but I think Superman one's just that big. That whole sense of wonder. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool to see Superman beat some beat some ass at the end, but you know he gets his ass kicked through the whole movie. Also, Superman two, Spider Man two, same exact movie. Think about it. Yeah. Watch them both. Same fucking movie. They both lose their powers and then they get them back. Right. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. It's not a sequel. It's not the sequel. Well, so here's my question. What about non-second movie sequels? Doesn't that count as a sequel technically? Like Logan or Thor Ragnarok or Mission Impossible Fallout? That would be my, some well, of my picks. I think they're, yeah, I mean, they're all sequels. But they're they're sequels. sequels. Yeah, I guess. His question was. I don't know. I think it's better than the first movie. I think he's hinting movie. at the second one yeah. being better okay. than the first one. Any any other ones that have the guys missed? The nation nailed it. I mean, there's plenty, but like I I can't think. They, there's so many out there that we gave them so many. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, all all. I mean, the standouts for me: Winter Soldier, Dark Knight, T two, Aliens, Aliens. Yeah, all, all stuff people have said. Well done. All right, let's move into what will hunting part two. Was there a part two? What happens? Do <laughs> yeah. they get machine guns? He does math. He does. Oh, it's more than just fucking poetry. Yeah, he creates. Math beams. I'm gonna tackle calculus in this one. Matt Damon doing calculus. Yeah. That's called rounders. This one stars Bill hunting. <laughs> yeah. Shawshank two. Well, Shawshank two. The yeah. tale of red and uh what's his face on the island? <laughs> what happens? Other Raw Hank two. Raw Hank. Shawshank two, even Shawshankier. <laughs> the return of the Shank. How about that? How about Bill and Ted's bogus journey? The second one is very good. I like the first one better. I, like I mean, the second one's, one's great, good. too, but first that first one's, one's great. It's hard to do a sequel that's better than the first sometimes. Uh, what are we watching, fellas? Uh, Anthony, you got anything uh, you want to throw in here? In the pipeline? You know what? For the first week, uh, I don't have anything planned, but I did buy this poster called The 100 Movies oh, Bucket List. Oh, shit. You got that. Oh, shit. Yeah, and where you, can you cross, cross them off the movies nice. that you've seen. You scratch off, and you, there's a little image. How many you got so on I there? got a bunch of... I've probably got like... 60, 60 movies on here that I haven't seen. How many so. have you watched on there? So like 40? Probably like, yeah, like 35, I can't, 40. Dude, the sense of accomplishment when you finish that poster, that's amazing. That's going to be great. I probably might, there's a, a movie on here that I haven't seen by Akira Kurosawa that I don't know Seven which Samurai? one it is. Oh, you which one? You don't know what? Seven Sam, Samurai? Seven Samurai? Probably that one, yeah. yeah. Maybe that one I'll watch. Yeah, I Iran or whatever. I, probably, it's, I think it's Seven Samurai. Uh, that's amazing. That's an amazing list and a way to keep track of it too. That's fucking fun. Yeah, it's fun. Rugs, what do you oh. got? What do you, what you watch? Did you see anything? Did you watch anything? I watched a lot of stuff. What did you watch? So, um, okay. So, let's. I, I watched a Netflix film, Full Metal Alchemist, based on the anime that's live action. Uh, I watched Den of Thieves with um, Gerard Butler. Okay. And, uh, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Leonidas and Ice Cube And Cube's I son. really actually enjoyed that. What's it um, called? Den of Thieves? All right. I'm going to check that Den one out. Den of Thieves. And I think there might be a sequel. Okay. Um, it's just like a standard, like, uh, you know, heist movie. Yeah. It's just nothing really more than that. Okay. And, um, whatever they, they, they not a lot of it is baked either. Okay. Very half baked. Okay. And the ending is kind of like a, but like, <laughs> I did like it while I was watching it. It, it got me sucked in, nice. but like it sucked me in triple frontier. I watched. Oh, that's a great movie. I really like triple frontier. I actually liked it a lot. It's on too. Netflix. Yeah. And good. I think they should make a sequel to that. And um, underwater, which oh. was the um, Kristen Stewart uh, in a in a bikini in bikini bottoms. She, is she any good in that? For, um, she's fine. Okay, I mean she's fine. Um, 
she acts good. There's she's, nothing wrong with her she's acting. She's treasure hunting. No, she's. They're drilling to the. They're drilling. They're drilling the Mariana Trench. Okay. And they're in the like Mariana Trench, which is like miles and miles yeah. and miles deep. Yeah. Like the deepest part of the whole Earth. Yeah. And something's there. Well, of course something's there. It's the Meg. And, That's what the Meg was about. And then the whole thing, um, the whole fucking expedition just goes to shit. Okay. And it's her about her trying to freaking escape. Um, it's a space movie underwater. Yeah. Okay. It's basically aliens underwater. Um, and uh, I also watched Infamous or Infamous starring Bella Thorne and her hairy armpits. Okay. <laughs> um, and it is basically Mickey and Mallory. It was, oh. it's a girl, but the, the twist is, is, is social media. Uh. So it's, um, she wants to leave her podunk town in Florida and she meets this like hot, like bad boy who, who has a, a criminal record and she like convinces him to like go on a, a violent spree while she records it for her Instagram. And, oh, wow. and, like, and then she becomes famous. You know, I just got to say something about the hairy armpits. Yes. I'm looking at pictures now. Yes. Like I can't do it. I don't think it'll let, it would stop me. But I, I I had to think about it though. Oh, I was it's like, just, it's tough. Yeah, uh, it's not something did, I'm used to. Yeah, and and they did it, and they like they could have made her shave her pits, but they didn't. I mean, you don't see it all the time. You have hair there. That's the big deal. The hair grows there. I'm just saying that I it's feel just, like that. That's kind of a. I'm that's that's a a sign of the times. It is weird that we the are future is yes. hairy. No, well, we are conditioned to think that. You know, shaved armpits are attractive. Like, all right. I, I also know. watched Demolition Man. Oh, you did again, which is that's happening. Fucking now. so right on. Yes, because it's like the every prediction that they're making about the future. Yes. Even though <laughs> the movie starts in 1996. Oh, it does. And they have this technology where they could cryo freeze people, which didn't happen in 1996. And then, what year is it in the movie? It, well, the the movie came out in 1993, but they were projecting in. In 1997 or something like they would have the technology to cryo freeze people. Oh shit! Um, anyway, so they they unfreeze uh, Stallone in third and like 2030. 2030. So right now we're 2020. Yeah, it's that's about right. So Ten years from now, you're gonna need seashells to wipe your. You're ass. not okay. So you're gonna use. First of all, you're not allowed to curse. Oh, you're not that's to right. Do anything that's bad. Ha- that's happening. Anything bad, you will get in trouble. That's happening. So you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to swear. You're not allowed to do drugs. Oh wow. You're not allowed to. Um, smoke cigarettes. You're not allowed to do anything that is bad for you. I forgot about that. Uh, you can't have sex. Right. You can't have a baby. You can't. Well, you, you can't, can't exchange have an abortion. Bodily fluids, right? You can't exchange yeah. bodily yeah. Fu- fluids. Kind of like now. Uh, so uh, basically, you you can't you can't treat everybody's equal. And there's it's, it's so it's like and they're bored as fuck. And their only way of entertainment is looking at the past for entertainment. This is because, our future. I just yeah. give me three good clean. And, and that's contraband, shells, by shells. the way. Oh, looking at the past is contraband. I so, forgot about all that. I need to watch that again. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Self-driving cars, which yeah. you already have. Yeah. Um, yeah, the police don't have weapons. Oh, shit. That's wow. where we're going. And that's why they have to get that's oh, why they shit. have to get Stallone, because he's a he's a frozen cop from. Back in the era where, so the story of Demolition Man is that Wesley Snipes is like this big bad guy and Stallone, they both get frozen and they're thrown in prison in this cryo prison. And then uh, Wesley Snipes breaks out of it and he's in the future and they can't stop him because they forgot how to deal with real violent offenders because everybody's this complacent 
like kind of like non-person. I haven't seen this movie in years. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, so they have to like thaw out. um, They have to thaw out Stallone. The guy that got him in the Who's a Neanderthal by their standards and who still eats meat. And uh, everything (laughs) like that. That's amazing. I got to watch this again. I totally forgot about it. It's great. Oh, my God. It's, I love it, I love demolition. It's, man. it's so bad. It's it, prophetic it's though. Fucking prophetic movie. Yeah. So we're like heading for that. Absolutely. We're past the idiocracy. We're now on our way to demolition, man. Anything else? That's a lot of stuff. I, I watched a lot. A lot of it's going to be Corona binge reports when I get a chance to do it. I watched a bunch of kind of fun things on Amazon, Amazon Prime. If you have that, these things are available right now. Uh, I'm late to the game on this first one, but I finally got around to watching Train to Busan. And oh shit! Oh, I seen that. Wow, this is Anthony. You got to watch this. This is an amazing yeah. Korean zombie. It's kind of thriller. Fun, yeah, and the Korean zombies are fucking frightening as fuck. It's really well done, uh, and it's just like they're they're stuck on this train. The zombie epidemic is happening to them. They're watching. They turn real quick. It's fucking great. They're making a sequel, Rugs, called Peninsula that takes place four years later when everything's just destroyed because of the zombies, and they're still around. Well, I'll check that out. Yeah, Train to Busan, highly recommended. It's fucking great. And then on Amazon, this new movie came out, 7,500, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It is. He plays a pilot, and it's your... Uh, it's your basic hijack movie, but it's it's interesting because it's t- the camera is just in the cockpit. You are just in the cockpit of this plane the whole time. There's a monitor behind him that shows him what's right outside the door in the plane, and the plane uh, gets hijacked, and he's got to deal with it. It's very it's very good. It was gripping. It's a good watch. It's only an hour and a half, so it's it's pretty quick. Mm. Uh, that's seventy five hundred, which is the code I believe for hijack plane. Then on Amazon, I discovered this TV series called Counterpart that is from a few years ago, uh, 2017 to 2019, starring J.K. Simmons. He is really good in this. He plays this guy, Howard Silk, who's a lowly uh, guy in this weird company. He's worked there for 30 years. He doesn't know what they do. Turns out what they do, that building, below that building is a portal to a parallel Earth. So everyone has a counterpart. They're the same DNA. They're the same person. Have oh, the they same memories. In another show. So then, eventually, the other J.K. Simmons comes over because they, there's an assassin that came through, and they got to stop him. And him, he so the one Howard Silk from the main uh, world. He's very meek, has no confidence, and then he plays the other Howard Silk from the other place. And this Howard Silk is a badass, full of confidence, and it's great to see him play against himself and then here's the weirdest thing in the other world in the parallel earth there's a fucking pandemic going on everybody's wearing masks there's a flu pandemic that's killed like a million of them so they're dealing with that virus uh while there's like a war going between it's not bad i've watched like four or five episodes there's two seasons and then the last thing that was total a guilty pleasure that i stumbled on new game show on netflix called floor is lava have you guys heard of this yet has anybody been talking about this Oh, it's like a. It looks like one of those uh, American Ninja type. Things. It's like Ninja Warrior. For, I mean, that's a game I would play as a kid. Yes. But I don't know what how, what this references now as an adult. This is exactly what it is. It's the game you played as a kid turned into like a Ninja Warrior type game show. They have different rooms, like the planetarium, the study, the bedroom. The floor is bubbling red liquid, and they've set up uh, obstacles that you have to jump and leap and swing on, and you got to get your team through to the exit. 
And the show is dumb and silly, and I couldn't stop watching it. I watched all 10 episodes, and I want to do one of those rooms. They, no, you should. They look like so much fun. And then when people fall, they just fall into the lava and they disappear. And you don't see them come out. It's And it's got a loud voiceover dude with some funny jokes. But if you need a break from, like, heady science fiction shit or heavy social justice stuff watch floor is lava you don't gotta okay, think i might check that out. it's very entertaining on, what is it on it's again? on netflix. netflix that tv show that counterpart reminds me of is fringe oh fringe is similar but fringe had more like sci-fi shit going on yeah but they had that whole alternate yeah. universe where you had a doppelganger but that came later in the show this one it's like it starts with it you know it's obviously different okay. but it's good jk simmons fucking killing it he's so cool. i'll check that out maybe he is so good all right well that brings us to the end i do have one Twitter cameo audio from uh, ECW Queen of Extreme Francine Ruggs. You won an award. Did you know about this? I know about it. Do, yes, do you guys want to hear this? Anthony, have you heard this? No, I I'm, no. Let, I don't know what you're talking let's about. Let's have a listen. This is, of course, again, sponsored by David Bubble, Rugboy's biggest fan. I've won awards before. You have. Let's see what this one's about. Let's see what happens. Hey there. This is the Queen of Extreme Francine from ECW. And this shout out is booked by David. And this is for the best gimmick award. Oh, best gimmick. Now, there are tons of unique gimmicks out there. I mean, everybody has a gimmick, right? If you don't, then what makes you stand out from the rest? There are two people. By the way, she is in the pool in a bikini. She's looking pretty good. She does this from her pool. That David thinks might be worthy of the title for best gimmick. So those two people are the lazy but funny foul-mouth puppet rug boy. What? And the very nice but very evil, never-swearing Danhausen. Now, I kind of like you both. Come on, Francine. I think that both of you are spectacular at what you do. Who's winning? But... <laughs> My heart yes. is telling me oh. that the award for the best gimmick has to go to the lazy, funny, foul mouth puppet rug boy. Congratulations. <laughs> Give me that my ribs. <laughs> I hope that makes you feel very special. And I hope you know that we appreciate all you do. She appreciates you. Dan Housen, don't worry. I think you'll live. I, beat I think you'll you, be Dan fine. I uh, beat you. Just deal with your loss gracefully, but give it up for Rug Boy. I feel like I should, I should cut a promo right now. <laughs> I think the way we settle this is a cage match, Dan Housen versus Rug Boy. Oh, shit. In the ring. I'll do my, like, macho man, Randy Savage. You'll be like, Dan Housen. <laughs> Woo! You did one of those. Give <laughs> him a little reflect. The cream rises to the top. Would you want to watch that, Anthony? You want to see that dude Dan Housen fight Rug Boy in a, in a cage match? What are we talking about? I don't know. And with that, we're going to end the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Give us a rating at Apple Podcast. Wherever you are, Rugs, where can they find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Really Rug Boy. Award winning Rug Boy. Yeah, the award winning Rug Boy is on Twitter. <laughs> Check really the show like. notes at jockander.com. I need the followers. Slash 334, and I'll put this 
uh, cameo in the show notes so you can watch Francine give us my cancellation is coming soon so just be on the lookout we need more people to follow Rugboy at really Rugboy so we can get him on cameo so let's get that done people everyone give him a follow and do it of course share the show with a friend you would think that would enjoy this word of mouth is the best way to help us out it's free we're here every week you know that turn us on to people and uh, be greatly appreciated thanks for listening to the jock and nerd podcast my name is Imran my name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll check you next time. I fucking loved it. That's a big fuck up right there.